3: Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast, where today we're talking NWA Saturday Night on TBS from October the 8th, 1988. Getting closer to, uh, well, we're about two months away from the next Clash and about a month and a half away from Starcade 1988. I'm sitting here with Doc and not Hard Body Hopper because Hopper, as usual, he's freaking late. I mean, uh, we come to expect it now. Doc, what's up? How are you doing?
4: Hmm. How am I doing? I'm all right, man. It's uh it's living uh, a
3: dream, brother.
4: Well, we're 4 weeks into the new year and I got to tell you, um I'm I'm doing a lot of living. But uh I don't know how much laughing and loving I'm doing. <laughs> I'm just, you know, I'm a little sad these days. We lost Kobe this past week. We, and I know we, you know cuz you spend a lot of time on Twitter, so did you get everybody's feelings accounted for over there on social media? Well, bro, here's the thing. Let me let me break this down for everybody. Look, it's a tragedy that not only Kobe, but his little daughter and everybody else that's on the plane, fucking
3: that one got me. That got me.
4: Right. I don't but want to everybody, me,
3: That one got me it, more it, than it, Kobe.
4: Well, and the baseball coach lost his, you know, the wife, the coach, and a daughter, but there's two other kids. This is all sad stuff. But, bro, you got people that are really affected by this shit on social media that have no horses in this race.
3: Look, man, people mourn things differently. That's all I want to say.
4: <laughs> okay, so I, here's the I'm just saying.
3: That, here, look, okay. We're not going to so say wait. anything mean. We're not saying anything mean here. Uh, I'm not, but no, Doc I, and I this, had the same thought. When it went down, we were like, fuck, this is that's messed up. Kobe died. You know, I mean,
4: I started getting texts. I was like, no way. And I was like, oh, man, that's messed up. OK, so let me tell you something, pal. Um, I got to I won't say he's a friend, but he's an acquaintance. It's not because he's a bad person. It's just I don't know him all that well, but he's a pilot.
3: He's a oh, yeah, pilot. yeah. Tell this story. Tell, tell this. I'm glad He's you're a, bringing this up.
4: Yeah, so this is the PSA here for everybody. He is a commercial pilot for a regional carrier, if you will. Um, Gotta
3: pr- protect the identity of this person, please.
4: I. I that's as far as I'm going to go with this. Um. And basically, he likes to laugh at me because I don't like to fly. Flying is some scary-ass shit for your boy.
3: I don't like flying either.
4: And, um, he goes, oh man, come on. He goes, you know how, how much I would have to screw up for that, a plane to crash. I was like, no, I don't, but please tell me and all that kind of shit. And he goes, now he goes, I can't, but I could physically fall asleep. It's not a big deal. I'm like, okay. He goes, but I'm not getting on no damn helicopter. Fuck that.
3: Let's be clear. He knows how to fly a helicopter. He's just not getting on one.
4: Right. He goes, there's too many things that can go wrong with those things. And I don't have the same capability to correct for it. No, thanks. And so here's another thing. I had the opportunity to talk to speak with him. Not an hour and a half ago.
3: I'm bringing Hopper on. Go ahead. Keep going.
4: And I said, so what do you think happened? He goes, I know exactly what happened. So I'm going to break the news here. There ain't no joke. There's no there's no other thing we're talking about here. He said, this is what happened. He wasn't, it, the guy was not instrument rated. And it was bad weather. And they shouldn't have gone up. But he was a private pilot that wanted to take care of, his executive client and said, I'll go anyway. And made a bad decision. And they should have never left the ground. That's right.
3: That's right. So, to be clear, now, this now is the so, pilot who knows his shit.
4: Yeah. That's his job. He, like, our job is to come on here and fart into the mic and then go to our shoot jobs. <laughs> Literally. His, shoot job, his, his shirt job... His shoot job is is to fly airplanes, um, so yeah, he said basically it was pilot error and judgment. They should have never gone up, but he probably did it because he had Kobe on board and wanted to like take care of him. Now let's welcome in the guy who on Sunday afternoon, just mere hours after the tragedy, sent us a picture of a, a, hel- a helicopter adorned and painted in Lakers colors and with the logo on the
3: side. Boy, you're going are to you? fucking hell. Yeah,
4: Why? How are you... you, you dirty dirtbag? Let's welcome in the hard body. Hi. The one and only hard body Harper. Get him while you can because hell's waiting on him. That's you nice, really. You.
3: <laughs> Bro, you're you going, you, you going straight to hell. <laughs> yes, you are. Proceed. You were
4: probably... Well, you were probably rooting for Edge to snap his neck the other night in the Royal Rumble after that. No. You're like, I didn't have How does enough the... blood today. How'd the song go? On
5: this day, I see freely. I, I don't know.
3: <laughs> it's interest
4: music. <laughs> oh.
3: Oh. Jeez. Wow.
4: It didn't really sound like it. Sorry. Y-
3: yeah, sorry.
4: Whatever. Whatever, whatever. You gonna oh, say you like Sha- you like Shaq better anyway. Come on. Here's the real problem, and this is what's. Here's what if if all of y'all want to make Mike's life a living hell for the next I don't know six months, is that now everybody's going to be on the Lakers are doing it for Kobe campaign for the rest of the year because nobody hates the Lakers more than Mike, and I hate the Lakers a bunch,
3: but wait, nobody. Wait! 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 wait. That's not true. It's not the Lakers I hate. I I hate the NBA with how It's not even the Lakers. It's it's these goddamn little bitch boy players.
5: The super teams.
3: Yes. Like I hate that aspect of the yeah. NBA. That's what I so. It's not It's not that I hate the Lakers. Yes, I don't like now Anthony Davis can can he can go get on a plane or fall out of the sky. All oh, oh wow. <laughs> oh That's it's fucked
4: a, up. It's a joke. You know, I don't both, mean that, people. Pro- here's what we've proven. No matter how much good intentions we have, if you just wait long enough, all of <laughs> us will start making jokes we shouldn't make. <laughs> That's nice.
3: I just don't like the whole super team thing. And it, it's just these damn players playing together. Look, I get it. You want to win a title, but, God, just – that just – it makes us it, it makes it harder for the small market teams. That's uh, that's always been yes. my issue.
4: Hey, I don't know if we have any shout outs tonight, but I do know that we have picked up the pace on our pre-show patron content. We just cut another one tonight. So, uh Mike, do you want to tell people about the Amazon link and the and the patron sign up so that we can go ahead and get into this show so that I can go to bed tonight?
3: Yeah, absolutely, even though it's only seven o'clock, you're ready to go to bed. But uh yes, uh, if you haven't already done so, or don't do so regularly, remember use the Amazon referral link at tinyurl.com slash Amazon. It is a great way to support this show without spending anything extra. And then special shout out to our largest page contributors, monthly disrespectfully classy, Marky e. Blassie, Kyle Riley, Mike Childry. Thank you for your support of the show. And last but not least, I don't have any new Patreon shout outs this week, but uh, if you want to get shout-out next week, become a patron at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. That's tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. Two weeks in a row, Doc and I have done a top 10 from the PWI. Plus, uh, oh. we talked a little Royal Rumble in the last one and all kind of other miscellaneous topics. So it was about 20 minutes, but it was a fun little pre-show. So become a patron, tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. Doc, anything else?
4: I do. I do have something. I yeah. just, for the first time in weeks, went over to the thing on my Apple, on my iPhone, the podcast gimmick, and we hit 300 ratings. Oh, really? That's so, not 300 five-star ratings, but it's 300 ratings. So now what happens? Well, I don't know, but somebody that was S-R-J-F, SRF Jason. Said great wrestling podcast. I'm late to this, so I'm playing catch up. Thanks for doing this show. Keep it up, guys. And he has a fist raised up with the double horns on it. So Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. That's, that's what I'm gotta,
3: doing. It's gotta be somebody on Twitter. Um I wonder if that's Ken's fit.
4: Verse, verse thirty one says best podcast ever, so you know that. And and the title is classy. I like that. Yeah, me um, too. Moondog Joe says these podcasts are the bomb. I look forward to them each weekend. There well, you that's go. That's nice. Um CH Chris Harper. CHBG twenty four says Doc with an exclamation point toot toot. <laughs> um and then back to light last year, because we haven't done this in a while, right around Thanksgiving. Uh, No comparison, no competition. This is no doubt the best wrestling podcast there is. The hosts make it feel feel more like you're hanging out just talking the old days rather than most casts that are stuffy and argumentative about things that do not matter. Like arguing online about ring rope color. Yeah, SMU heavyweight, you. Ugh. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Lance, and Lance he been. Up. Yeah, what's he been doing now that football season's over for him?
3: Uh actually we did a world class show last week. It let's, was real good. We had a good Let's time. go
4: run it. Let's go run Mustangs. Let's try to get into that NIT. Um <laughs> We do what have one fuck? from Come we on. Do bro. Have, we do have one from October and I'm going to read this one just cuz he's a f- new friend of the show, uh, Mikey in DFW who's always he's an active participant on Twitter. Rolex is all around. Yeah, the best podcast recommendation I've ever received. Harper comes in like a bull in a china shop, destroying everything and everybody, while Doc's the devious altar boy who spikes the communion offering and puts queso on the wafers. Meanwhile, Mike valiantly holds the whole thing together as the quasi-straight man. That's a great way to describe you as quasi-straight man who gets everyone over in the process. This podcast ain't playing no game. It ain't no toy. It ain't no puppet. Only leaving this review here because it wouldn't fit in a tweet to SMU heavyweight.
3: Harper, that same guy, gentleman, Mikey and DFW, he tweeted me this week and he said, at BTT podcast, oh, I mean, what day is it? Fuck, I've eaten out more ass than prostate cancer. Talking about your That's t- right. prostate cancer. He literally said, I'm dying here. Holy shit. Uh, there you go. Oh, one more from, speaking, uh, sex. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go Now that no,
5: go ass. Guess what? <laughs> <laughs> when I, a friend of mine added me to this stupid Facebook group. It's like the single shit, right? Meet singles. And I was like, bro, what is this shit, bro? He's like, just do it. Yada, yada, yada. I was like, okay, fuck it. And so, Tonight, at the Bay, down the street, they they have like a meet and greet where all these fucking people meet up. He's like, you want to go? I was like, not really. Maybe you could go down there and eat some ass. Yeah, so I said, (laughs) well, if you go, I'll go. Oh, no. So I want to go when I get off of this with y'all and see
4: what See what fucking train wrecks are fucking sitting over there. Hey, just just remember. (laughs) We need an update. Remember remember three things. What? LSU's not winning the the championship tonight. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. And you got to work in the morning. Yeah, no.
3: (laughs) Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, Are we ready to get started?
4: I think we should october 8th 1988
3: yeah october 8 1988 nwa saturday night on tbs this show opens up with uh we open from one of the arenas uh, one of the the russian assassins on the mic calling out ivan and nikita in what we assume to be some type of russian language that he's speaking i'm guessing i, I don't know you really couldn't understand him it was very much broken uh and then we head to the studio with jr tony and david crockett once again Uh, Steiner Rick Steiner that is will be defending the TV title for Mike Rotunda like he did last week and then we head to the ring for some action Doc any thoughts on the uh, opening from the arena and then in the studio
4: we talked about that whole Rick Steiner thing last week so I guess I'll leave it alone agree yeah and then every week when I see this everything was
6: airtight brother
4: uh, yeah Uh, we respected (laughs) the business um, <laughs> I always laugh at uh, I always laugh at Jr's jacket with all those damn gold buttons because that's the kind of shit I wore when I was eight years old at church when I had to go to church.
3: Doc, look how he occasionally stares at Tony Schiavone like he's a pork chop. <laughs> Let me tell you something, you bastard. I'm taking your job. You just don't realize it. <laughs> if I'm like begin- a
5: ship captain,
3: yeah, he does. If that's that begin- what it looks like. What would you say, Hopper?
5: Like on a cruise. Yes, that's exactly. Like on a fucking love boat.
4: Like he'd have been a navigator on love boat. <laughs>
3: that's exactly what he looks like. That's Cap- exactly Captain, it.
4: Captain, we're rolling into some rough waters.
3: Oh, well, good old JR. Oh, man. Okay, Hopper, uh, any thoughts from the opening or I'll keep going? Keep rolling. The Role Warriors in the first match destroy Terry Jones and Rick Allen. Yeah. Uh, Doc. Talk about this, and then I'm going to get to this match, because there is, when we get into this thing, Hawk, like, clotheslines this bastard, and he no-sells it. Yeah. Holy fuck. Here it comes.
4: Right here. He gets him, boom, and he doesn't fall all the (laughs) two. That second one with his left arm was fantastic, and I guarantee it's because he didn't go down on the first one. He's like, all right, motherfucker. Because what he Bruh. does is he, he throws him in the into the ropes and he comes off and he's going to hit him with the right-handed clothesline and the guy just kind of takes a step back and so he just levels him immediately with the left arm. How do you like that for play-by-play? Get someone. God, he took him off his feet that time. Okay. That was and awesome. If,
3: I'm going to ask Hopper this. And if you ask me, Hopper, I think he was too light on the second one. I thought he was going to murder him. Yeah. Did you think the same?
4: It I mean, almost looked choreographed. Uh, Could be. They're trying to make them look a little bit meaner because they're getting ready to spike some folks in yeah. the yeah.
5: And that promo, you could you and can they see were, they're geez. they're starting to uh, you know, get more hellish.
4: They got some extra cycle going on there, Jesus. Yeah, they're, they're huge. fucking huge, huh? They're swollen up.
3: Oh, I think they look about the same, but okay. Uh, Just arguing let's
4: go... for the sake of argument.
3: No, that, that that would be what you do every week. Now let's go to the promo. Here it is.
7: That they are the Road Warriors, hawk and animal, along with Dusty Rhodes, the World Six Man Tag Team Champion. First of all, David Tron, I want to clear up one thing right now.
8: We've never in our life needed another partner to be up anybody. We'll take two, three, four, five guys off by ourselves, but it's the wrestling overge that makes us have a and we don't like it. Midnight Express, your time is done. The first time we get a title show with you, we will get those tag belts and we will be the new world tag team champion. Tell him, Hawk, as you well know, David Crockett. I just got back from the sands of Kahana in Maui, Browning on the beach, but I got a little bored because I couldn't kick any butt there without going to jail. A lot of time to think about the Midnight Express. Just one thing about Hawaii that kind of screwed me up. You know what they call hors whores over there, Paul?
9: You must mean hors d'oeuvres.
8: That's what I said. They call them poopoo's. So you can imagine what I did to the first guy that came up to me with a platter of poopoo's and offered me one. I whacked him one, like we're gonna do to the Midnight Express. We're like, we're like a roller coaster. You see? Resting us is like taking a ride on a roller coaster. You feel like you're going to die, but you don't. Because our theory is, dead men can't feel pain. And that takes all the fun out of it. Besides, roller
10: coasters got brakes. We don't. All right, you know, David, I guess it all boils down a-
3: I shut that down just for Steven Javorsky. He uh, made, made comments about how I always shut down Ellering But anyway, Doc, your thoughts as the Road Warriors really sound like they're... They always sound intense, but they are starting to sound a little meaner.
4: Especially animals saying they don't need no partner.
3: Yeah, and no. What's you're, that? Making,
4: mm-hmm. you're making us do this. We don't want that.
3: Yeah. <laughs> just telegraphing that they're about to murder someone, right, Hopper? Yes. Uh, Doc, what other thoughts you got?
4: I'm, I'm kind of ready for it because it's going to be stabby. Yeah, when's that happening? Is it sure. next week or two?
3: Um, it, no, we actually got. It's a good month away. At this point, um, it might be a month and a half, cause that's, that's right before the next clash, and the next clash is not till October the seventh. I mean, um, December the seventh. So it's a, it might be like a month and a half away before it actually happened now now they turn before that but but the actual you talking about the actual spiking episode when they spike him yeah yeah that that's that's like towards the end of november okay but they're gonna turn before that though so
5: yeah
4: mm-hmm.
3: okay uh ron simmons defeats the menace doc any thoughts
4: um no not yeah. really I mean, I always like watching the menace get his ass whipped, but that's
3: just me. <laughs> Aubrey, you?
4: Nah. All right. It went kind
3: of long. Yeah, it did. It too long, especially Ron Simmons uh, with the menace. So. All right, let's go to Dusty, see what he's got to say. Uh, he's going to do a little rambling, and then uh, Ron Simmons, he's got something to say too. He's going to come in.
7: Ladies and gentlemen, the man for all season, the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes and Ron Simmons.
1: Well, let me tell you something. i just seen a great athlete in progress if you will spontaneous emotion is what it's all about kevin sullivan gary hart al perez Dog colors, whatever you're talking about now, the American Dream is live and in color and ready for it. The Boston club come out here and say, they're looking for a new member. They're looking at Ron Simmons. Ron Simmons, football jersey, retired from Florida State University, number eight in the Heisman Trophy winner, and the athlete's athlete brother, and Burt Reynolds made man. The only thing is a little bit different, Ron. Hi, mom, i not say hello to mom. Every time you run a football play, you gotta say hi, mom. The only difference is that I like all of Burt Reynolds' women, and he like Burt Reynolds. Him and a good friend. We're bringing Bird out here sometimes. But you know, this man right here and myself work with the Special Olympics, the special kids across this country. And we're bringing you a message today, baby. You got to understand, as he came out here and said one time before, no matter what race, creed, or color you are, there is a problem with that's drugs me. in this country. No. And you don't need to be doing it. You don't need, you need to be saying, no, just no. like he said, because that's what it's all about. And the future with Ron Simmons is now. And my main man, it's and he gonna take care of business. Tell him, baby. Just like Dustin said, one thing for sure let me clear the air. You saw Kevin Sullivan
5: out here around a couple of my matches. I'm standing here with a man that represents nothing but the best of professional wrestling. Good, clean, wholesome wrestling. Kevin Sullivan, brother, you are nowhere in my plans. And to reiterate what you said, big man, for sure the Special Olympics are something special. But when you're dealing in something like drugs, you ask Ben Johnson what drugs can do to you and what it takes away from your life. Four years that man
7: trained to win that Olympic gold medal. What took it away? Drugs. It's as simple as that. Stay away from it. You got it. You got it. Good message from a great man. Listen. Now, wait a minute.
4: Yeah, for real, huh? The... Drugs didn't take away his gold medal. Yeah. The governing the... body did that because they're uptight pricks. Yeah. Is it it's not like
5: he was a fucking cokehead.
4: Right. <laughs> and and to come on after the Road Warriors and talk about performance enhancing <laughs> drugs seems a little hypocritical.
3: Drugs. Uh well.
4: Are we a big drug show? I mean, I don't did Do the three that of mean? us. Do we do a lot of drugs between the three of us?
3: No. No. <laughs> that's...
4: Do we? Do, We're clean, do we all... bro. Pretty clean here. Do you think that all drugs should be legal? All? All? all. Yeah.
11: No.
5: Total, like,
4: total... like heroin
5: and crack and coke and shit. Yeah. No. No.
4: Okay, what about marijuana? Yeah.
3: Yeah, That. that's, I think.
4: That's eventually Lem- going to happen.
3: Eventually it'll happen, but they. I'm not even a smoker, but that's that's gotta. They gotta make that legal, man. Like alcohol's just as bad, if not worse. So yeah. Oh man, I don't. Yeah, definitely marijuana needs to be made legal. Let people smoke the stuff that makes them feel good. Yeah. Okay. Now they they got back pain.
4: But my thing is. I don't care what people do in that regard. I mean, I don't want a crackhead coming and stealing my shit.
3: Well, but... yeah, see, that's the thing, man. Like,
4: So, so I... there's that. But, if I mean, if, some, if I was at a party or something and somebody, like, I can't imagine
3: this happening
4: anymore. But, like, somebody busted out an eight ball and chopped up a line, I might leave just because I don't want to be around it. But I'm not going to call the cops on him. I don't care. It's everywhere. Yeah. (laughs) Everybody's trying to figure out some way to just get through the day. Come on. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, everybody's got a broad or a shoot job or kids or the combination of everything that's got them just fucking hanging on by their fingernail tips from the Von Eric thing. If somebody wants to sniff something or smoke something or drink something, who am I to say don't do it? But then you got Dusty and Ron Simmons out there being like, Don't do it, kids. Well, how are they gonna learn? How are you gonna be a good adult doing drugs if you don't do them when you're a kid? Get some practice in.
3: <laughs> okay, duh.
4: Drugs are hey, drugs are better for the youth anyway, because they can handle it. Like if you man, if you did a think about it. How'd you feel the next day when you did all that drinking? At The LSU game, Harper. How'd you yeah, feel next? sucks. Way? How how would you have felt twenty five years ago?
3: Talk oh behind. God,
4: yeah, fine. See, if anybody should be doing all this shit, it should be the children.
3: Okay, you're you're on an open channel. You might want to stop. Maybe, right
4: okay, now. maybe not the children. The youth. okay, yeah, clean that the up. The youth. The
3: youth. No, Young that's adults. even that's just as bad.
4: No, no, I'm talking about like you know north of eighteen, but south of twenty five.
3: They need to make that 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 plant that grows out of the earth legal. Uh, coke and marijuana. I mean, coke and heroin and crack. No, I've heroin. No, that does not need to be legal. No, yeah. no, thank you. I've, I've no seen... one's ever sucked
5: dick for me. I weed. don't
4: care because one.
5: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, no one's ever pawned their fucking grandma's engagement ring to go buy a fucking ounce of fucking weed. <laughs> You know what I'm saying, and and, and and that's the same thing with fucking steroids. Never is that no one's ever sucked dick for Deca,
4: <laughs> <laughs> but it's illegal.
5: But it's labeled like it's fucking heroin, which is stupid. Right. I got I'm you. with
3: you. I'm with you on the steroid thing. I, I mean, and if it's just... legal,
4: and just because it's legal doesn't mean I'm gonna do it. I just don't want that's that's right. one more thing I gotta go buy. Forget that. I'm trying to Ten. spend less.
3: Hey, not more. Ten jackasses make the news because of roid rage, and all of a sudden, everybody that uh, takes steroids has roid nah, rage. I think Give I'm going go to go cycle up. Dude, the, the amount of people I've known that have done roids in my life that have never had roid, roid yeah, rage. Yeah, I know, huh? That's, it's, it's,
4: it's, it's,
3: it's like. Just come think of how
5: many people you know that have drank and acted like fucking assholes. Oh, my
3: God. Beat girls and did exactly. dumb stuff. But Adams. let's, yeah. And
5: they want to bring up roid rage,
3: right? Because that just makes you an animal, right?
4: Yeah, hey, come on, hey, come on. Everybody knows that the reason it ain't legal is because they, the right people, hadn't figured out how to make the right amount of money off of it yet.
3: That's right. It's sports. That's right. That's right. Okay,
4: sports don't matter. Nobody gives a shit about the purity of anything. It's about how do we make some money off this thing.
3: And now that Doc has uh, promoted okay. his Say Yes Say Yes to Drugs campaign on October 8, 1988, while Nancy Reagan was saying say no to him, uh, we will keep the show moving. How's that sound, Doc?
4: I'm fine. Okay. Feeling
3: good. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, the uh, Fantastics are out here. They defeat Keith Steinborn and Jerry Price. Uh, I've got nothing else from that match. Uh, Doc, to do you. But, uh, well, Jerry Price. Was- help.
4: That was a hell of a finisher, but, uh, you know, that's all.
3: And Jerry Price is doing some hell uh, uh, of this backdrops uh, in this match. Harper, you got anything from it? Nah. They then go to – J.R. and Tony throw it to the Sheep Herders and the Fantastics. This is uh, – it ends in a double DQ, and Bobby Fulton is busted wide open doing it. Am I,
4: I mean, the only one that got excited for this?
3: Uh, no. Um,
4: no, this was fun to watch.
3: It was because, and they're in the arena. When I said they throw it to it, they're they're not in the studio. Uh, this was very reminiscent of their brawls in the UWF. So yes, it was fun wa- fun to watch because that was the type of bloodbath they had in the UWF. Good shit, good shit, pal. Doc, what do you think?
4: I agree, except it probably was more tame than it was in the UWF because only one guy was bleeding instead of all four. So, but. I got excited about this. I yeah, know why.
3: Yeah, this was good. They did some chicken coop matches in the UWF too, but um yeah, they they hey, the crowd's into it. It's a Fantastics and um the Sheep Herders. This is good stuff. It's good shit, pal. Hopper, what'd you have from it?
5: This was good shit. I thought it was fun to watch. i uh, but but I thought the rep should uh uh rang the bell as soon as uh what's his name put his hands on him
3: oh my god tommy young let let everybody just toss him around like a rag doll
4: yeah (laughs) maybe he was getting off on it
3: come on you're an asshole what's that i mean what's that mean anyway why do you why why do you even have to say that
4: is he isn't he um
3: grow grow up so what
4: oh oh the ref is queer
3: Oh, what? Jesus
4: Christ. Jesus Christ. So how about some decorum?
3: Tommy Young, if you heard of this who? show and listened to it, or if you have friends who listen to this show. That's nice. i like he to apologize.
4: He, he doesn't do the internet.
3: Okay. <laughs> Can we I've, keep I've moving? Heard,
4: I've, heard, I've heard that.
3: Oh, I, I think he has said that. I've heard him in interviews say right. things like that, yes.
4: that That's uh, a comment that always is bewildering to me. <laughs>
3: I actually think people like that are lucky.
4: I do yeah, too. For oh real, man! I, uh. I I didn't say that. I'm not jealous. Jesus <sighs> Christ! The internet Isn't that is a, great? It's a terrible place.
3: Can you imagine, Harper and I have had this discussion off air. We've said it a million times, and I'll say it again. And this has nothing to do with our wonderful, fine listeners. But if I if we didn't have BTT, or if Harper didn't have Wildcat, we would shut down our fucking Facebook. I would in the, shut
4: that shit down
3: in a second.
4: The only, the only reason I would use the internet more, or would be upset if it left, to be honest. Amazon? I don't give a fuck about Amazon. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about just having up-to-the-minute access on sports scores and all that. That's it. Isn't that yeah, crazy? That, yeah. Cause I remember as a kid, I would...
5: I would get the sports page and flip mm-hmm. for like the baseball scores with the with the bowl of cereal to find out who won and who's standing in the who hit home runs. Yeah,
3: same thing. I did that shit too, Hopper. Same thing. Me too. Me too. I'd flip to the back to look at the box scores. Mm-hmm. Oh man, the,
4: st- the standings. Who hit uh. home runs? Yeah. So I my ability to go spend time on that kind of stuff. But man, the internet's gonna kill us, dude.
3: It really will. It's going to do us in, man. We're not mature enough, bro. We need to grow up. We can't handle Facebook and social media. Humanity no. is not advanced enough for it. We are too I mean, weak-minded. look what they use it
4: for. They use it to set up ass-eating competitions that Harper's going to do later tonight. I, I already won. <laughs> you All already won it. Right. Wanted...
3: Come on. <laughs> we will... Let's keep moving uh, back to that fantastic sheep Herders match. It did end up ending in a DQ before Hopper was so mean and Doc was so mean to uh, Tommy Young. We then go to Dick Murdoch versus Cruel Connection number one. This kills me. This is some hokey horse dog doo-doo. Cruel Connection get his, gets his mask turned around. Dick Murdoch beats him up a little bit. God, this yeah. was dumb. Hopper, your thoughts?
5: Didn't the Midnight th- do that to him a couple of weeks ago?
3: It wasn't him, it was some other idiot, Uh, yes. Yes, they did. I forgot who it
4: was, though. Poor bastard.
3: Doc, your thoughts?
4: Murdoch's fucking with him, though, right?
3: Oh, he's playing with him, he's toying with him, it's terrible.
4: He's got to be be buddies with him.
3: I think that's Gary Royal. Well, I don't know if that's Gary Royal.
4: It's one of those guys.
3: Yeah. It looks like him. The body looks like him, but I, I don't really know. I, I shouldn't say it is him, because I'm not sure. As I say that, I'll get 50 DMs and messages telling me who it is. And that's it'll right. be we, six different answers.
4: That's okay. We appreciate our patrons.
3: <laughs> we do. <laughs> the person in Doc says that. He's he's immune to getting DMs and stuff, because, you know, he avoids it and he only trolls from LaFonda stuff. But anyway, that's just... Neither here nor there.
4: And my life is easier as a result.
3: You can bite me. Okay. Uh, Doc, any thoughts on Dick Murdoch and Cruel Connection number one?
4: Not re- other than the mask work, no. Yeah. yeah.
3: Okay. So after Dick Murdoch defeats Cruel Connection number one, we're going to go to Ric Flair, who he's got something to say. So here that is. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the greatest of the great. The world heavyweight
7: champion, Ric Flair. No one else has been able to get to the level that he has. Look at him right now. Drespen to kill from head to toe. The world heavyweight champion, Bill, all always heroes. at his side. Throw the
8: camera over to the Nature Boy's public. Look at him. <laughs> Can you imagine Dick Murdoch, the reddest of all rednecks? Howard Bay, switch name, Murdoch, Saturday, you, Dusty Rhodes, and the University of Texas <laughs> are going to be the laughing stock of college football, bottom line. And here I stand, David, let's give him the full shot. This is what being the world's heavyweight wrestling champion is all about, Luger. It's October, it's mid-October to be factual and women around the world have said to me, Nature Boy, thank God the weather has gotten colder because Luger now is out of that jockey t-shirt and into a shirt. He is finally gonna look things and put things in the right perspective. In other words, Luger, you change the wardrobe, you change your turn of thought, maybe you think to yourself, maybe Ric Flair can't be beat, maybe he's everything he thinks he is, maybe I better ask Sting, maybe I better ask Dusty Rhodes, maybe I better ask the Road Warriors, how do you beat Flick Rick you don't, I, my friend, am your world's heavyweight champion. I style, I profile, I live the life of a man who is the king of the hill. Now the monster, that's what I call him, the new monster arrives on the scene. Bam, bam, Bigelow. Well, Bigelow, you know, I have traveled the world over and I have met a thousand women. Some big, some short, some skinny, but the bottom line is, you, my friend, are like a lot of women I see day in and day out. You are fatso, ha <laughs> ha You don't like that, do you? Bigelow, nobody likes to be called fat boy. Well, fat boy, you tell the world, That you've been in a big time? No way. This is the big time. This is the NWA. This is Jim Crockett, Ted Turner, and Ric Flair. So big wherever you think you've been, whatever you think you've accomplished, think of it like this. Luger is like this. Sting is like this. The Road Warriors are like this, and you are fat boy. <laughs> you don't like that, do you? Well, let me tell you something, fat boy. You don't like it, do something about it. Don't talk about where you've been and what you've done. Walk that aisle and shut this mouth. Once again, Rick Flair. Tells it like it is. Dusty Rhodes, Murdoch, Sting, Luger. Bam, bam, Bigelow, The Coloss! offs <laughs> ha, Learn to live with it! Because, ha, <laughs> everybody knows who it is the best thing going today.
11: How about it?
7: All right, the World Heavyweight Champion, Ric Flair. Listen, he's talking about the beast from the east, Bam Bam Bigelow. So Oliver Humperdinck is coming up next. We'll find out more about Bam Bam right after this.
3: All right, Harper, you were chuckling. I was chuckling. Uh, what did you think?
5: You can't call people fat. So now, especially women.
4: What if they're fat? No, you, you, you shut up. Is that how you get to thick with two C's? That's what I that guess.
3: means. Mm.
4: Oh.
5: Oh. When it's two C's, oh. you
3: can't. He's not lying. You can't come. You can't publicly call somebody fat. Now they'll they, bl- no. they label you as a fat shamer.
5: I had to take a video for had to take these tests for the shoot job, and it was the, you know, the fucking harassment one, mm-hmm. and it said the one thing is uh, the body shaming it's not against the law, but it's frowned upon. <laughs> <laughs> Why so, would you
4: ever want to shame someone about their body? Harper? Yeah. That, ask Ric Flair. That's a good point. You think he ever got tired of like getting out there and like working hard to get somebody over and then they're gone two months later? That sucks.
5: Ugh. and
3: That's you know what? suck for him. Look, we saw Bigelow and Humperdinck last week. We're about to hear from Humperdinck again. Like, they had something. Do you agree, Doc? It, like,
4: yeah, yeah. Because Luger's not the main guy, and Sting's not ready. There's a spot there.
3: Not just that, Humperdinck, mm-hmm. He's a good promo. Like, yeah, he can he he's can get so there. So and... much
5: better than uh, Paul Jones. Yes.
3: He, he's really good. Like, we're going to hear it in a second. He can, he can talk and Bigelow doesn't have to say much. Bigelow can just be the big badass, and well, mm-hmm. don't get Oops. too used to him. Well, and
4: I have a question. Is it next? Cause I want you to look at Humperdinck a certain way.
3: Uh, It is next. You, uh, okay, you got anything at, else on Flair real know, quick or what?
4: No, he was good. He's always good. Um, I, I was talking about like, look at the top, like the, the business up top part of Humperdinck's hair it looks like a 80's Baptist minister up there not the long part the part on top
3: okay, okay. I'll... I'll... go ahead Hopper
5: I was looking into his sunglasses and see uh,
4: how about his whistle earring
5: reflection oh yeah the, those, those fucking Mardi Gras fucking throat fucking earrings right. the fucking whistle what the fuck is that about why why? Because we're Cause he's talking hum- about it.
3: Because he's... Yeah, he's Humperdink. Uh yeah, But
5: why a fucking... A little fucking whistle?
4: Was he supposed to have a used condom? What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> wow.
3: <laughs> Grow off. <laughs> I mean... Jesus. Okay, let's go to Humperdinck now. It's actually going to break up into two parts because Humperdinck's going to cut a promo and then they're going to throw it to a match uh, with Bigelow versus David Isley and then we'll come back to Humperdinck to wrap it up. So let's go to the first part. Uh, Here it is.
7: All right, the World Heavyweight Champion calls him Fat Boy. His name is Bam Bam. His nickname is the Beast from the East. And that shows us, Sir Oliver Humperdinck, that the repercussions from last week are still rippling. Isn't that correct? The shockwaves of what happened last week right here on the Superstation
6: TBS are still being felt throughout the wrestling world. Everybody's talking. Everybody's calling on the phone. They all want to know what the plans are. Well, those plans, my friend, are my secret, and it's none of anybody's business. But I'll go so far as to say this. Like the ripple effect. It's spreading throughout the NWA. You can hear it here today. And I'm not talking about cheap wine when I'm talking about ripple effect. It's being felt. He is the beast of the East. He is the man who weighs 396 pounds. He is as heavy as a Chevy. I know what you're talking about, Rick Flair. This is one of the biggest challenges you've ever had. And he's as heavy as a painted up 1957 Chevy. And he's going to be felt by you, Ric Flair, in a big way. Now, I know we got some videotape here today. That's right. And I'd like to take a look at it. And I know the folks at home would like to too. So okay. why don't we,
7: uh... Let's say it right now, if we could.
3: I, I just. I love Hubbard Dake. I don't know how else to say it, Doc. Uh, I did catch his hair. Uh, yes, I, I agree. And I got a better look at the whistle earrings, pink whistle earrings. Wow. Uh, Humperdinck's just good there. He's, he's saying, yeah, he's a big man and he's going to deal with you, Ric Flair. And then they cut to the match with Humperdinck and David Osley. Doc, what did you have from the first part of that though?
4: He's got something. You're right.
3: It's not new. It wasn't new to me at this point. Like I said, he, he was a mid South guy. So I remember him there and he cut good promos there. So this is not new. Um, but he, there's something there. He he's good. It's, it's a breath of fresh air and he's really good at promos and, yeah, he he's got something. He's got that it factor, if you ask me. But what else you got, Doc?
4: I'm interested in what Harper thinks about that promo. I just he, I mean, like you said, he's a
5: he's a breath of fresh air. He's something new, and he's not bad.
4: And he's got a guy with him that's different too. Right. He he. Bam Bam looks like no one in this territory. Right.
5: With the tattoos on the head, he's a really big guy, and he can move. No one in his territory looks like him.
3: Complete, both of them are complete, like, completely new. And the thing yeah. about like Humperdinck is, you know, Corny kind of can be flamboyant, too, with some of his suits and outfits, but Humperdinck's different with the flamboyant because it's of the a, shirts and that, stuff.
4: It's that sleazy porn photographer thing.
3: Uh, good point. I forgot you said that last week. Yes. Wow. <laughs> I forgot you said it like that. Porn photographer. That's nice, Doc. All right. So, let's go back to the studio. How's that sound?
4: Look at that shirt he's wearing. Safari. Uh,
3: Where'd he get yeah. that
4: from? Like Banana Republic? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't chopping there. That let's go bustle. back...
3: Yeah, let's go back to Humperdinck and see what he's got to say as he closes this out.
7: Yes, he has arrived. The beast from the east, Bam Bam Bigelow.
6: That's exactly right. Now, let me single out a couple of the top stars you've got here in the NWA. Number one, Barry Windham with that U.S. heavyweight title. Well, it's not safe, Barry Windham. I don't care where you go, what you do. Eventually, you're going to have to face what you just saw. The man of flames and fire, Bam Bam Bigelow. And Mr. Barry Windham, when that happens, we're gonna leave the arena that night with what belongs to you, and that's a US title. Guaranteed. Now, it seems like your world's heavyweight champion, Ric Flair, is on a name-calling campaign. Coming out here, shooting his mouth off about my man, Bam Bam Bigelow. Well, I didn't start calling names, and you've never heard me say nothing about bleach or peroxide, have you? Nope. All right, then I didn't start it, but Flair Bam Bam Bigelow is going to finish it, brother. He's going to get your title. He is going to knock you down a peg or two because that's exactly what I think he needs. Flare your pretentious and come out here with your four and $500 suits on, shooting your mouth off to everybody that'll listen. Well, here's one guy right here that's not afraid, and there's a beast from the East roaming around Asbury Park right now that's not afraid of anything you got to say or you in the ring. And it's inevitable, it's got to happen, when the immovable object and the indestructible force collide, what a collision it'll be, and Bam Bam Bigelow, when it's all over, will have that world title right around that, shall we say, ample waste of his, to coin a phrase. Ric Flair, talk all you want, but there's two kind of men that call names. One of those types of men is an uneducated man. Someone that couldn't come up with something else. Well, I know better about Ric Flair. He's got the best education money can buy, and his wrestling ability speaks for itself. And the second kind of man that calls name is a man who's scared, who's a man who's running, who's a man who hears the footsteps behind him and feels that hot, greasy breath on his neck. And, Flair, you fall into that second category. So count the number of days. It's gonna happen. We're gonna get our chance at you, and when it's over... We're going to be walking away the world's heavyweight champion.
7: Push pause. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you heard from Sir. Cyril- Go back
4: to where he's on the screen and push pause. Come on, Doc. Right there. How old do you uh-huh. think he is? Oh, I looked
3: this up, so I'm not going to comment.
4: 40? 39. Oh, okay. God almighty. Harper didn't sound
3: surprised. Harper's like, what?
4: That seems unreal to me. He looks 55 years old there. <laughs> He does. He, he does look
5: <laughs> look like some like fucking cheesy Baptist fucking preacher. Yeah, like like you see on on TV Sunday morning,
3: <laughs> dude. Can you see him walking into a church and seeing this guy <laughs> up at the pulpit preaching? Oh my god! I would take a bump walking into that place.
4: Bro, if I would love ended, to have if him you... marry me. Oh, come on. <laughs> you want to marry? you, hey, you want to marry Oliver Humperdinck? No, like half would be like the preacher. Oh, okay. Um, Mike, I guarantee you, if you take six inches off that hair, you could and the earring off, you could have found somebody close to that in a church in the South, yeah. from Texas, Florida, in the in the mid '80s.
3: No doubt, 100% accurate. Chop off With a little the- bit of the hair, take the earrings off. Yes.
4: With the same rap too.
3: The same rap, like Ron, like like Bo James told us about Ron Wright that time. Ron Wright modeled his promos after Baptist uh, preachers.
4: But what what uh brother love was,
3: bro. Like we say, if you're a patron, go listen to the to the church and in, and in, in wrestling episode. That's all I'm gonna say. It's yeah. it's all the same.
4: Hard to tell where one starts and the other begins.
3: It's all the same. Nobody, whether you want to believe it or not, it's all the same, man. Well, anyway, I,
4: if you believe believing it doesn't. Whether or not you believe it has no bearing on whether or not it's true.
3: I'm and I, let me say I'm not saying it to work. I'm just saying like a preacher is 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 literally a promo cutter. Let's just, say,
4: let's cutter. just, say, let's just yeah. say they're pulling similar tools out of the same toolbox.
3: <laughs> a preacher is a man. And Doc, Doc, let me ask you a question. You you, you, you ever been to any black churches?
4: Um, can't say that I really have.
3: Okay. (laughs) Harper, what about you? And Mama Harper ever let you into the black congregations? No. (laughs) Bruh, let me tell you something. I done seen my share of black preachers that can talk them into the building. (laughs) Like it's a wrestling event. That's all I'm saying. I'm not trying to down any religion. I'm a very religious person, believe it or not. But uh, yeah, man, talk them into the building. Very, very good work. And if I could go back to my young self when they were cutting those promos, I probably would have been like, "Man, that's a good, that's a good promo, Reverend. <laughs> that's Come a good on, one, man. man.
4: That's <laughs> like, nice. Way to cut that's... a promo on Satan today."
3: I'm just saying, man, you got to be able to talk, bro. If you're a leader of a church, you got to be able to talk, bro. You got to be able to cut promos. Let me. You ever seen a you ever seen a great preacher that can't cut promos? Think about no. that. No, that's an oxymoron. If, they, if they're, you know. So anyway, uh, what other thoughts you got about uh what we, what, you know, Humperdink here as we got off track?
4: I'd be more excited if I didn't know how it ended. Yeah, I know, huh? That's what sucks. We got oh, to stop reading. We got to stop reading ahead on the interwebs.
3: Well. Uh, keep this in mind. Y- you're gonna get a you're gonna get another good you know few months of Humperdinck pretty much cutting promos weekly, and he's, he's okay. good. I mean, he it's uh, we and we're
4: yeah, and he, we're coming and we're coming to the end of Paul Jones, right? No, oh, yeah.
3: yeah. Well, yeah, on screen, we? right? Yeah, we had this talk already. We talked about this. He's 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 gonna be behind the scenes, not not on well, screen. Thank God, I, I, at least that's what I remember it as. What the hell is Hopper sending me? Nothing. oh jesus fucking christ i can't <laughs> wow that's patron material right there we'll talk I, I hate when you do that in the middle of the show okay uh the russian assassin one defeats brent holiday doc anything from that no all right hopper you no Luger Ooh. cuts a quick one minute promo did y'all have anything from it i thought it was i my note says um. Uh, he just tells Flair he's coming for him. There's some right. good Luger promos coming up, though, uh, in the next few weeks. But I thought he was solid, but, I mean, you know, nothing to write home about. Yeah. Same with you, Harper?
4: Yeah.
3: All right, Doc, what did do you got?
4: Uh, Good. I'm good. Right. We done yet? Uh,
3: Done yet. Oh. The Sheep Herders defeat J.C. Wilde and Mike Justice. Doc, any thoughts?
4: Let me see. Sheep her, sheep her, sheep sheep No, I'm good.
3: Hopper you anything? Nah. The sheep herders then cut a promo, and I gotta be honest with y'all. They are again, once again I'll repeat, a wasted talent in this promotion. Mm-hmm. And that's all I have to say.
4: Yeah, that's a promo. Yep. And it's funny because back then they were the enemy, but in today's world. They would have been baby faces with us from being from New Zealand because we know that there's nothing dangerous about New Zealand. There's nothing dangerous about it.
3: Nothing, <laughs> but they said New Zealand and we thought it was Russia. Right. <laughs> boy, boy, when you, it <laughs> goes to show you, man. Whew, boy, the shit we didn't know back in the day. Um. It's hard to believe when you watch them right there, though, that they become the baby-looking, lovable bushwhackers in the WWF. Not much further down the line.
5: Yeah, but licking kids' heads.
3: Licking babies' heads. It's great. These Sweet dudes days. were licking babies. Come on. What kind of lawsuit would you have today if you, a wrestler, licked the baby? That's gross, bro. Rim?
4: Depends on who it is.
3: Oh, uh, Okay, I'm not.
4: If it was the Viking Raiders, no way. If it was John Cena, everybody would like it.
3: John Cena couldn't get away with licking a baby, Doc. Yeah. Come on. In this you, world what, did today? You,
4: what, what was that chick that you said, the women's wrestler that you said wish, you wish would lick your baby helmet?
3: Who? To-
4: Tony Storm?
3: I didn't say that. I said she got a donk on her. Woof.
5: Tony Storm.
3: You gotta look up NXT Harper and okay. look at Tony Storm. She's she's thick on the bottom, bro. I mean, like not like super thick, but she got she got some hey, dunking hey, on there. We bro. all
4: know you. We all and she's from New Zealand too. So let's keep it relevant here. Is um, she? I, oh, I, her. Yeah. yeah. Um, she's a New Zealand-born Australian professional wrestler, and yeah. you know you know it's got to be serious if Mike's putting over a white broad
3: ring a yeah. ding ding hopper
4: It's not that thick. That, well, yeah, she is. Never mind.
3: She she's bruh. That thing be moving, man, when she's in the matches. I guess I should I,
4: I guess I should defer to you on this. You would this is the one place where, <laughs> leave it to Mike to be an expert on a blonde girl's big butt.
3: What are you trying to say? Nothing. That's what I thought.
4: You see your white right? Prize. Excuse me? Is she your white prize?
3: What the hell is that supposed to
4: mean? You know. Damn, you know,
3: she you
5: do got it. ass, huh? <laughs> He's
3: <laughs> over there.
5: <laughs> <Our> <laughs> look, a- look at that. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner right there. <laughs> Bam. Must <I stay> take
3: cancer. <laughs> He's over there studying while we were arguing. <laughs> <laughs> And the center full open, ready to crank one off. He's going to crank one off instead of going to that thing tonight. That's what he's going to do.
5: God, the more I think about it, the less I want to go.
4: Now Harper's becoming a real adult. With uh, you know, I exactly. just don't want to – I don't want to – no. <laughs>
3: he's going to pull up a Tony Storm match and crank one off instead of – going.
4: one off. Remember, just... remember, remember when there was wrestling six or seven days a week, you couldn't – talk about things you couldn't do today. You couldn't run a spot show at a high school on a Wednesday night. Get the fuck fuck out of here. Nobody would go. Uh -uh. Uh-uh.
3: Halver's still over there looking at Tony Storm. He's saying, "Uh -uh." (laughs) uh-uh. See? All right. So, uh, Rick Steiner, uh, in the next match as we keep moving, defeats Curtis Thompson. And remember, Rick is defending the TV title for Rotunda. We talked about this last week, how it's whatever. But, Doc, any thoughts?
4: It's still silly to me.
3: Yeah, this is
4: dumb. Yeah.
3: Uh, But I tell you, we're the Steiner... My
4: my question is, and this is the problem of thinking about things, why would the NWA sanction this? Yeah. What is the logic there?
6: Everything was airtight, brother.
4: Brother, we respected the business. (laughs) The business that put the food on the table. We bled for this shit, man. Get the fuck out of here.
3: Bro, I ain't telling you it was bad back then, but them old timers, they got a belief system of their own, man. They sure they do. Things-
4: and hey, you know what? They got a they got a little bit of trophies in the case because this shit's way more interesting than the stuff today. But still, don't don't try to tell me it was all perfect. Come on now.
3: Yeah. Look at that clothesline from Curtis Thompson on Rick Steiner. Did you see that? Yeah.
4: That was nice.
3: Wow. That was very nice. All right. Good for him. We go from Rick Steiner defeating Curtis Thompson to the Midnight Express, who defeat Agent Steele and Mike Jackson. Of course, um, because it's a Midnight Express match, Cornette is just on commentary, just yapping. I don't have anything specifically from it, but he was doing some yapping. Doc, did you have anything from the Midnight and Midnight match?
4: I was watching Stanley here, Stanfield, and thinking, four years from this day, this motherfucker put on a pelt. Yep. 92 that, late right. 92 that's crazy isn't it yeah no huh
3: and he didn't and that, need it
4: and he didn't need it
3: i still love the story Cornette tells about how
4: <laughs> when he got
3: tired of the pelt and he ripped it off and it looked like <laughs> it looked like one of those things where you know how if you threw a like a doormat on your front lawn and just left it there and because there's no photosynthesis the yeah. grass underneath it dies um, but the grass around it is fine. Corny was like, Man, Stanfield tore the pelt off one day, one weekend, and came in, and it looked like that, where the, the grass wasn't getting sunlight <laughs> underneath where the pelt was. Oh, man. That was some magical stuff in Smokey when he put that pelt on, though. Yeah. Oh, boy. Anyway. Yuck. And then Cornet tells the story Stan walks in and is like, you like it, Corny? Uh. <laughs> Corny's like, uh, can you wrestle with it? Uh, sure. And then, he, and then he had to wear the headgear, so, the water polo headgear, so the damn thing wouldn't fall off in a match. But anyway. Okay. Uh, Harper, any thoughts on the midnight here? Nah. Nothing? All right. Easy so. Steel.
5: God, this thing does this all the time. I know. Fucking network, bro. Can and you read. pay for this. All
3: right. There it is. It unfroze. Okay. Okay. Let's go to the Midnight Express and Jim Cornette and see what they got to say after their match.
0: Hey, do you want to see what's in the bag? No. Uh, yeah, okay. I tell you what, JJ Dillon last week came out here and said Jim Cornette, October the 15th, Philadelphia. Pennsylvania, we're going to be inside the steel cage and I guarantee you somebody ain't been wrestling in a while, but if I don't beat Jim Cornette, then I'm going to eat that tennis racket, that's what J.J. Dillon said well J.J., never let it be said brother, that Jim Cornette could be accused of cruelty to senior citizens you old goat, I tell you what since you're going to have a heck of a meal there in Philadelphia eating that tennis racket, I got plenty of stuff for you, I got you some Heinz, I got you some salt I got you some mayonnaise that should go real good I got you some A1, nice little sauce there. I got you some mustard. You can have your choice, anything you want, JJ, to put on that tennis racket. And then after we get finished, when you get it all wolfed down, I know those $12 mail-order catalog dentures you got are going to be flopping around in your mouth. So I got you some fix-it-in right there so you can gum your teeth up and you can gum your lips up at the same time so you won't be running your mouth making any more promises that that big buddy yours can't keep. Now, let me talk about the Road Warriors. I heard them out here. Yeah, he kind of shaped like that, didn't he? I heard the Road Warriors out here <laughs> talking about being out in Hawaii eating platefuls of poo poo. Well, I tell you what, I think what the Road Warriors have been eating. I believe, has gone up between their ears, and they're using it for brains. Road Warriors, let me tell you something right now. You talk about being the uncrowned tag team champions, there's no such thing as uncrowned champions. These right here are the crowns. That means we're the champion. You don't have a crown, you ain't no champion. And brother, you may be the biggest, baddest, strongest, meanest two guys in professional wrestling, but to get to be the world tag team champions, you've got to have a lot more than that you got to have perfect teamwork. you got to have stamina to go all night, brother, and then some. And most of all, in the twinkling of an eye, in a split second, the Midnight Express can capitalize on a mistake. A match can be won or lost. Road Wars, we get in the ring with you. We're so much smarter than you are. We will have you beat and be out of the ring 10 minutes before you know the match is over with. If you don't believe us, then you just ask the guys we won these world belts from, you know them, <laughs> the ones that decided they'd rather switch than fight. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, the world takes.
3: All right, Doc, what do you have from uh, Corny in the Midnight Express right there?
4: That was fantastic on two points. He flames Arnon Tully saying they'd rather switch than fight, and there's no such thing as, a, as an uncrowned champion. I have to I mean. Look at these things. These are our crowns. What do you want us to say? I mean, that's just that was fantastic.
3: He popped me with the ketchup bottle and Bobby's over there having fun with the ketchup bottle. That that was yeah. the one I have from it. I thought that was hilarious. Th- Harper, what did you have?
4: When was the
5: last time you saw ketchup in a in a glass bottle?
3: You don't anymore.
4: Yeah. It's
3: Plastic's cheaper. Long, long we can get time. our
4: We can get our unit cost down by going to plastic. Mhm.
5: And it's recyclable. It's more uh, recyclable than uh, glass because it happens is with glass. If it's, you can only you, you can only make it into it's. For instance, like if you have like a green beer bottle, you can only make another green green beer bottle with it. You, you can't do anything else with it.
4: Okay, I got a question. Huh? Do, you, do you recycle? Yeah. Okay. You're doing your part for a, a cleaner tomorrow? Fucking
5: fu- I don't want Captain Cl- uh, Planet coming to kick my ass.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. God. Well,
5: y'all got uh, recycling, huh? Yeah. You put this shit, yeah, like on a curb? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Yeah.
3: Can yeah, you we're recycle, fixed... Doc?
4: Oh, yeah, definitely. I try to recycle everything I can.
3: Yeah. Ah. Uh... I do the same thing. I do the same thing. Yeah. I'm,
4: I, I'm you, I, you know, we're trying to invest in a better tomorrow for our children's. Yeah. And the other thing, Mike, I got to tell you is, you know why I'm for green and, and I, I'm against climate change. Cause it's already 104 in the summer. I can't take it being 104 in the fall and the spring either. Yeah. Bro, fuck if that. It gets,
3: if it gets any hotter in the summer here, man, I might spontaneous combust. Right. Oh, so boy.
4: I figure, I figure, Maybe climate change is a hoax. I don't think it is, but I'm going to try to fix it just so my summers don't last for seven months out of the year.
3: <laughs> uh, oh, boy. I'm going to leave it. Uh, yeah. I, I just, I hate the summers now, and I think it's partly because I'm old. Uh, just, Yeah. Just because I'm yeah, it gets it, it gets too goddamn hot here too, man. That's the other. Yeah, part it,
4: it does. It. We're, a, we're on the surface of the sun over here in Texas, bruh.
3: And in New Orleans, it's not as hot, but it's more humid, so it's like, God, that's even. But at
4: least you like, can jump in the river to cool off, right? Yeah, um, Mike.
3: No, you can't. Why, harbor Did you see that asshole that jumped in the river in, by the by the levee like last year? There was the, when the river was high.
5: No. You see that?
3: I'll have to find that video and send it to you. That's
5: fucking gross, man.
3: I can't believe he made it. Like, he he didn't go far. It was just, like, right there. But, man, you're just taking your life in your own hands, you idiot.
5: Yeah, that current just pulls you, you, and it's over with.
3: Dude, you're done if you get... Oh, Anyway, all right. Doc, you about to say something?
4: No, we're getting ready to hear JJ and Barry.
3: Yeah, Barry Windham defeats Gary Royal, and then we'll go to J.J. and Barry, who are cutting a promo. Here it is.
7: You talk about the horseman. you talk about the world heavyweight champion, and then you talk about the United States heavyweight champion, Barry Wyndham. That's number one and number two.
10: I first have to say that I heard the comments of one Jim Cornette. He never ceases to amaze me. And I've never been one to ever run down an opponent of mine when I was active in my career, and I... Never run down the opponents that the horsemen have faced over the years. But Jim Cornette, when I said that I'd eat your tennis racket if I didn't beat you in Philadelphia in the cage next week, I really said it with a lot of confidence because tennis rackets are not on my diet. And if you had an honest bone in your body, when you looked at yourself in the mirror, Jim Cornette, you would know that you couldn't beat a herd of Smurfs if you had a bazooka. So I'm sure the concessionaires in the Philadelphia Civic Center next Saturday are going to be thrilled to death. You'll probably get a nice thank you note for restocking the concession stand when they sell their hamburgers and hot dogs, because that's all the ketchup and mustard is going to be needed for. But when I saw you empty your sack and throw it in the air and it come floating down, it reminded me of you, because that's all you are is an empty bag of hot air.
7: Ooh, J.J., those are strong words. Hey
9: Barry, what about this title? J.J. can say anything he likes. He's got all the backup he needs. You know, you know. I just want to bring something to light here. There's a man named Bam Bam Bigelow around here that seems to think he has a promising future in the N.W.A. Let me tell you something, Bigelow. Your manager Humpernick is not going to take you anywhere. And if you've got your eyes on this United States Heavyweight Championship, you'd better think again. Now, bringing to light the United States Heavyweight Championship. Dusty Rhodes still bringing it up. Let me tell you, Rhodes. Dusty, for some time now, you think, you thought that you deserve another chance at this championship. It's not going to happen. The bottom line is the championship is with me. You're not getting a chance at it ever again. Sting is still the number one competitor for this championship and is going to be for some time. Because he's not going to win the championship, he'll always be the number one contender. All
7: right, ladies and gentlemen, you heard from the United States Heavyweight Champion, Barry Wendell.
3: That line from JJ was great, Hopper. You, you chuckled with me. What did you have?
7: With the Smurfs.
3: That
5: was <laughs> funny. You, can't, you couldn't defeat a herd of Smurfs with a bazooka. That sounds like something uh, Cornette would say.
3: I totally agree. That was that was a, a cornet line, yeah. That was good. Uh, you have anything else, Hopper?
5: No, I mean, I, I mean, as a kid, I'll be looking forward to seeing this. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah.
3: Do we what get to see down? any
5: of it on here? Uh,
3: no, huh? Well, see any of what?
5: Of him in the cage, whatever. Him, and, him, and cornet.
3: Oh no, no! See, I, I was confused. That's why I asked. I thought you were asking about um, Barry and Bigelow. No, I I don't think they show any of Cornette in the, in the not on Saturday night. Maybe they showed clips of it elsewhere, but I don't remember it on Saturday night. Son of a bitch! <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, bro. I didn't I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. I mean, you know, my bad. What yeah. About- I, wh- when you said, do we get to see any of this? I was thinking you were asking about Barry versus Bam Bam, which.
5: Do we see some of that?
3: Uh, That's a Starcade match. Okay. So, yes, but not, I don't remember about Corny and JJ. I don't think they, I don't think they show any of it though. Uh, Doc, what'd you have from it?
4: I like the Smurfs too. And then he said he was a bag of hot air to build on the bag thing. I like that.
3: Yep. All right, we keep going. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No,
4: I'm good, bro.
3: Nikita Koloff defeats the Blue Demon, and then we get a promo from Ivan and Nikita. And Please don't. I, don't... I wasn't going to play it. I was just going to say. It wasn't that... good. Ivan was all right, but then Nikita comes in and, uh, do that noise you make, Hopper? Ugh.
5: With that, ugh.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you ugh. do that when you're banging, too? <laughs> I mean, ugh.
5: Yeah, yeah. When I'm banging, I'm just like, yeah, baby, right there.
3: Ugh. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then I oh, wow. say, why are
4: you crying? Because it's so small. <laughs>
3: nice. <laughs> All right. So, I have an Nikita cut their promo. We then go to the Western States champion, Larry Zabisco, who defeats Eddie Sweat. Yes, Western States. We're still here with the Western States. That's right. Uh, Albert any thoughts on... Western state champion Larry... Is the there it
4: is, the man. Cricket. The yep. Western
3: state's The, cha- the
4: champ title. is here. The heritage. Champ is here. <laughs> <laughs> the champ Western is states
5: here. Western state's heritage.
3: Hopper's favorite NWA title of all time.
5: Hey, look at that. That's a symbol of fucking excellence right there.
3: I remember the first time they brought this belt on television. Hopper said... Bruh, it sounds like a fucking fair or something.
5: It does. It sounds like your 2020 uh,
3: Southwestern Heritage Festival. Yeah, starring ZZ Top.
4: (laughs) And Cheap cheap Trick. (laughs) Foreigner with no original members. And Night Ranger. Sister Christian, oh, the time has come.
3: Welcome to the like... jungle. No, um, no, do, you remember,
4: do you remember Sister Christian, Mike?
3: I yeah. don't have a clue.
4: Come on, kids under what? twelve get for free.
5: Cause you're motoring. What's your price for flight? What's
0: your price for flight?
5: <laughs> Find and Mister Right.
3: Give me a break! Ooh yeah, I sure <laughs> deserve it. Nah 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 nah.
4: <laughs> is that your is that your way to shuck and or jive? Or jive?
3: I, I don't know what y'all are doing, so I'm just trying to add to it.
4: Well, you're not.
3: Y'all, y- hey. y'all like New Edition back in the day?
4: Nope.
5: I mean, Was they the were.
4: telephone man.
5: They were around.
4: Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> right. let's hear from gary
3: oh yeah we (laughs) gotta hear gary hart we do have to hear we do have to hear gary hart here hold on here it is
4: all right accusations
2: get you nowhere i want to make a very important statement here today it's very important that within a few weeks i want everybody to turn on tbs because one of the biggest baddest most dangerous blackest dudes I ever associated with in my career will be appearing live on Atlanta TV. And when you see him, there'll be no mistake about it, how serious I am about doing some business. Now, a lot of people say, why does a young, good-looking, talented, handsome man like Al Perez need Gary
10: Hart? I want you to tell me. Do you want me to cheat and help you win?
9: Gary, if you cheated for me, I'd be cheating myself. I figure it. I'm good enough to beat anybody. You if I bad. can't beat him in a ring, I need more work at it. I don't need Gary Hart to cheat for me. I don't need anybody to cheat for me. I can win on my own. Let me ask you, Larry.
2: What kind of partner is Al Perez for the United States Tech Team with all the talent that's involved? You know something? I came out a couple weeks ago and made this statement Women should keep their mouths shut. Nobody believed me, of course, except now, Mike Tyson. Well, you can believe me when I tell you that Al Perez is a wrestler's wrestler. He's the perfect partner. You can believe me when I tell you people that I like the idea of having two belts. This one, the Western States Heritage Championship and the U.S. Tag Team Championship with Al. We ain't gonna lose. We can't lose. And Atlanta, you watch for it. It's coming. It's big. It's black. And it's as bad of anything that ever walked in the ring. Check it out. It's coming soon. All right.
4: Uh, Doc, you got
3: any thoughts on Gary Hart promoting this big and black thing coming soon? Jesus Christ.
4: This may be the most thing you couldn't do today that we've seen in a long time.
3: <laughs> That's saying a lot.
4: <laughs> yeah. Um,. Wow, who is it? Is it Tony Atlas?
3: I'm is not it, saying anything. Is
4: Ahmed, it Ahmed Johnson? Is it Butch Reed? <laughs> I know who it, it is.
3: It's a, big, it's a big dude.
4: I know who it is. Is it's it, it black? black? Yeah, let's just stop. Okay. Let it's it happen. It's isn't it? Let, it? let the big black... Enter. No. Wow. Let the big black thing enter us when it's ready. Mm-hmm.
3: Right Mike. Harper Harper, you are so stupid. This Why? This post that you made on Facebook with the Heineken bottles with a mask over them and they're hiding from the Corona bottle.
4: Come on. You are
3: a fucking moron. Man. Oh, my God. Uh, the things I do whenever I'm sitting here listening to Hopper. Oh, uh, no shit. Christ.
4: So, okay. what it, I mean, so here's what Al Perez may not need Gary Hart to cheat for him, but he definitely needs Gary Hart to talk for him. Amen. Yes, he does.
3: Right on, brother.
4: Right yeah. on. Brother. Well, hey, I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting the go-home cue, so I'm going to need to hop off here in a second. So why don't we rate this puppy and hand out some Rolexes?
3: We do need a. Rating. Oh, why's it
4: got nunchucks? I'm gonna ask you Because he's Larry Zabisco.
5: All right.
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, Doc, <laughs> uh, you you gotta jump. So why don't you go Rolex first?
4: Okay, Rolex first. I'm gonna say, boy, I'm ready for baseball season to start. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say. Sorry, a bro. Beating.
3: It's October. we got yeah, a long, way to, we go got a long
4: way to go, bro. Maybe next year. We'll get them next
3: year. We'll get them next year. You're gonna want a B, you said. Yep. Harper, what about you?
4: I will give it a B. All right,
3: I'll go B plus. I thought it was hey. fine. It was Whoa. long, long episode though. I agree, and get used to it. We're in the long episode time frame right now.
4: God damn it! I mean, where's the college <laughs> school board? Yeah, where's 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 the NBA when you need them?
3: Well, like, remember in 1986 when they got to the fall, they TBS had, I think it was 86, football. TBS had college football, so we were only getting, like, 45-minute, 58-minute episodes in the whole awesome. fall. Yeah. yeah, that was great. Great year, and, yeah, great. Uh, all right, so I get B+, Harper did B, Doc did B. Um, We got to do Rolex. Mm. Boy, I don't know. Um, This is a tough one because I want to give – I want to give something to Humperdink. Yeah, me I'm too. Go, I'm going to go Humperdink. I'm going Humperdink on this one. So, yeah, give me Humperdink. Who you got, Doc?
4: I'm going with Corny for the Uncrowned Champions, Flamin' Arn and Tully, and pulling out condiments.
3: That's nice. Condiments. Let me make sure you say that. Condiments. All right, you got Corny. I got Humperdink. Who you got, Hopper?
5: I want to give it to, to Sir Oliver, but he, but uh, GR did the – the Smurfs and the bazooka thing. So
4: I'm going to give it to him.
3: All right. So JJ's getting it from you. Wow. We got three different Rolexes. Okay. All right. Doc, you got to jump?
4: Yeah. Y'all take us home. Hey, everybody. Y'all have a blessed week and be blessed. Okay? Blessings.
3: That's nice. All right, Hopper. So, uh yeah, we're, we're pretty much down to the end of this thing. Uh, before I throw it to you for some Wildcat news, so go ahead and look up the date and time and all that stuff since you never know it and all that good stuff. Uh,
5: February 9th.
3: Excuse me, February 9th. Oh, well, you're on the ball tonight, huh?
5: It's like two Sundays from now, yeah.
3: Oh, so you got to know it's it's right around the corner. <laughs> yeah, uh, February 9th at the Esplanade Mall. What time, Harper? Come on, don't don't play this time. Give us the real time.
5: Fucking seven.
3: Seven. There we go. February 9th, Esplanade Mall, it Kenner, is Louisiana. Free. All
5: you gotta do is walk in, bro.
3: Yeah, the Esplanade is writing, or the city of Kenner is writing, Wildcat a big check. So they're basically paying your way in. It's free. All you got to do is walk in and go see a wrestling show. If you're in the New Orleans, Louisiana area, Metairie, Kenner, all that good stuff. Even if you're on the Gulf Coast, Biloxi, all those places, go check it out. Wildcat Sports, it's February free, 9th. It's free, bro. Free. It's a free show. Somebody fucking else is footing free. the bill. So go see it for free. There you go. Uh, all right. A couple of things. Amazon link, tinyurl.com slash Uh, Please use it every time you purchase something from Amazon. It is a great way to support this show. Also, if you don't want to miss our pre-shows, world-class shows, ECW shows, all that good stuff, please go to tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT and become a Patreon member. Uh, I think that's all I got. Uh, Harper, you got anything else? I got a couple more things, but you got anything else before we get out of here? Nah. All right, check out the wrestling podcast about nothing with ROH's Brian Malonis and Mike Crockett every single Monday. They do their show. They talk classic and current stuff. It's a great show. It's a fun time. Lots of great guests. They had Ian Riccoboni on a couple of weeks ago. They've had Warbeard Hansen, who's now Ivar on. Uh, That was a while back. But check them out. Again, it's a wrestling podcast about nothing. They support us, so please support them. Good guys. Also, check out our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast with Joe Murad and Michael Quinn, the northern version of BTT. Slightly classier, a little bit more professional, but still fun. Nonetheless, they support us, so please support them and their great show. All right, guys. Uh, That's about it. Hopper. If you have nothing else and we can go home, let's hit the go home cue and ride off into the sunset and maybe you'll go get you a little, uh, you know, one of those uh, diseases out there at this bar in Metairie tonight.
5: I don't feel like going. Fuck it.
3: You just stay home. Crank one off the Tony storm. Yeah, I,
5: I just don't. Fuck.
3: Bro, that broad's fine, ain't she?
5: she do, yeah.
3: ringing ding ding. I think
5: I follow her. Yeah. I think I'm friends with her on, on social media from like, you know, before all this.
3: And you never hit on her. That's impressive.
5: No, man, I don't do that shit, bro. You don't creep. I, I you don't, don't
3: creep on people on social media. Oh, no, I
5: bro, never try you... to slide in no one's DMs, and I never do none of that shit with the good morning and you know, you know what are you doing and yada yada yada. I never do that fucking shit. I never did that shit. It's
3: fucking Broads in the wrestling business get hit Here's on. Here's the thing. Non-stop. That's what I'm
5: saying. You know how many motherfuckers do that?
3: Yes, I do.
5: It, it, it's just
3: like, <laughs> it's, stop, dude. Stop. I know enough women wrestlers who've literally showed me the screenshots <laughs> and I've the seen. ridiculous DMs they get. Ugh, fucking and, perverts. Dude, there are some filthy idiots out there.
5: <laughs> yeah. Pervert fucks.
3: It's- All you Bad. Bad. Nah, I think Javorski's a good kid. He's like, you know, yeah, he's, like, I don't know. he's like Chrissy on whatchamacallit. Good kid, well, you
5: know. We fucking took his uh football coach away.
3: Okay, why were people overreacting to that? I mean, he's he was a he coached at LSU before. This is nothing new. Like everybody was like, Oh, y'all getting a new coach. I'm like, well he coached at LSU many many years ago before he left yeah. Nebraska and all these other places so Bo Pelini Bo Pelini I mean we're, we're very familiar with him right so
5: I like to play with his
3: weenie no that's nice come on oh boy all right Hopper anything else uh don't slide into Tony Storm's DMs but uh yeah she's fine bro ring a ding ding
5: yeah nah all
3: right man well why don't you uh why don't you uh, hit the go-home cue for us and uh, we can ride off into the sunset like Steve Austin always says.
5: book it, bitch.
3: Before we get out of here, I want to give a special shout out to all of the patrons out there. Thank you for your patronage each and every month. We appreciate it, Doc Harper and I. It really does help the show. We do these shows twice per week. You know, that's eight per month and all the free shows. And honestly, if not for your patronage, we probably couldn't continue doing it uh, because it does at least help us put the money back into the show. So anyway... I want to say special thanks to all of you out there and thank you for being a patron. If you're not one, become one at tinyurl.com slash Patreon That's tinyurl.com slash Patreon It is a great way to support this show while getting something extra, such as all of our bonus shows and all that good stuff. Without spending anything extra, it would be our Amazon referral link at tinyurl.com slash BTT Amazon. But Patreon, it's tinyurl.com slash Patreon over two hundred plus patron exclusive episodes are up there for you to enjoy. The Jim Crockett Promotions pay per views, the Clash of the Champions, a bunch of other you know non wrestling stuff, although still politics free. Non wrestling stuff is out there. Lots of other stuff is up for you to enjoy. Now, before I get out of here, I want to give a special shout out to all of our Hall of Fame patrons and thank them: Harrison Lee, Isaac Penley at oh hey it's Isaac on Twitter. Eagle underscore one, Kangol Fett, Lee Russell, MDQ for life, George Davis, Kevin Carter, Michael Angel, Bob Richards, Rocky Suezo, Christopher Champer, Will Hartke, Robbie Dyson, Rick Beebe, Brad and Tom Schlegel, Coach Joey Chase, aka Willie Chase, Steve Malbasa, Kenny Byersdorf, Glenn Abbott, at GA Nut on Twitter, Bobby Murray, Marlon Miller, aka at Half Pints Point. You know how I do, Marlon. Keep cutting those promos, kid. Josh Warren, Everett star Mike Childry, Kyle Riley, disrespectfully classy Marky e. Blassie, Craig Norman, Johnny on Patreon, the great John Dean at YRC Twenty One, Josh Dunn at Ryan and Auburn, good old Justin Robert Smith, Joseph Ice, Timoretti, Adam Price, Brian Evans, Mark Wilson, Armando Martinez, David Jordan, Jesse Jacobs, Chris Myers, Gerald Green the Third, Mitchell Johnson, Mike Pru, Will Parker, classy Alex, David Devries, SV Pageant, Bill Salsa, Big Rich, Allen, at Spyboy Cap, Ari Miller 39, Jay Shiny, Ruben Espinoza, Merciless Jones, Jesse Lucas, Chris Browning, Justin Underscore Andretti, Coldman822, Marty Hall, Tog 94 and God Bold Unreal. Thank you for being Hall of Fame patrons and thank you to all of the patrons out there. If I had the time, I would read out all 200 plus of you all in between Podbean and Patreon, but that would take a lot of time to go through. So. Anyway, just want to say thank you to all the patrons and thank you for all your all your support. Uh, also, don't forget, check out the Bottom Line cast with my buddies Mike Pru and JV. Also, check out the ECW live cast that Mike Pru and JV do on our Patreon feed at the $5 tier twice per... M- I'm sorry. Yeah, two times a month. Every two weeks, they do the ECW shows. They basically take two ECW shows. They're going in chronological order and we put those up on the Patreon feed for our $5 tiers and up. Other than that, Check out Mike and JV, thank you for being patrons out there, and thank you for all of your support of BTT. That's all I got. I'm a little blown up. We just did a long show, but you know what we always say when we get out of here? Book it, bitch.